Coors Banquet, brewed in the Rockies. What's up, Contians? Welcome to episode number 74. Just a quick thing before I play the intro and get into this episode. Um, I am sitting currently in my bedroom, no pants on, just through on the Icon to Even t-shirt to record the video um, because we're going through a heat wave. And I'm going to talk about that in the episode. Let's get it started. Welcome to the I Can't Even podcast. Welcome to the new episode of I Can't Even. <clears throat> I am your host, Lakota Tao. I got to get better at saying that because all the time I'm getting you know, a new listener, maybe one or two a week, and uh, you probably don't know me. And since there's a lot of episodes out, it's kind of hard to catch up. I'm not even like squared up in this video, but whatever. Um, this is episode number 74, and I almost didn't do this episode this week. Um, technically, it should have been published Saturday or Sunday, like a couple days ago or yesterday, but it was way too hot. So if you've been paying attention lately, there is a heat wave hitting the West Coast. Um, and right now in Vancouver, Washington, we are hitting record highs um, in June. So we hit record snowfall this winter, I believe. Yeah, because it doesn't really snow. It doesn't really snow where I live. And we got a lot of fucking snow to the point where I could not go to work for a couple of days. Um because they, they don't they don't have street plows like they do in Alaska. You know, in Alaska, I drove like a small car. And so, you know, first thing in the morning, those plows are out there. They're chasing the snow and they're plowing it off to the side so that, you know, my little Toyota Corolla or my Kia Spectra be on the roads somewhat safely, right? Not here. Like, absolutely not here. They had, you know, I think the most... Busiest people were people that have just their own plows. And I think mainly just to push dirt around, not for snow. And you'd see them in like parking lots, clearing shit off. But the roads were atrocious. Now, fast forward to today and yesterday, we're hitting a high of 115. Which <clears throat> is absolutely miserable. Absolutely miserable heat. And um, the reason why you're hearing all the fans in the background is because if I don't keep this here, I'll show the listeners that are watching the video. If I don't keep that sucker on and the fan in the corner blowing, it gets way too hot in here. And <clears throat> I can't show you just because it would be a pain in the ass to like turn the computer around. One of these days I'll have like a nice camera set up where I could just go and show you. But um the poor ferrets, um, we have like a cross breeze going on with them, more like a vortex. We have one oscillating fan that I turned off the oscillation so that it's just straight blowing on them all the time. And then another box fan on a high chair on the other side of the cage, blowing air towards them. And we have our bedroom door open because this is the only AC unit that we have in the apartment. There is no central air in this apartment. 
So I dropped like $500 to get this AC unit. Best purchase ever. I just wish I would have at that time last week, I would have just bought two. I would have had to go somewhere else because I bought the last one at Costco, but, um, or technically April did. I just picked it up. Uh, well, that makes it seem like she paid. We bought it. She technically purchased it. That doesn't actually matter. Uh, but I wish we would have picked up two because we have the money to do so. Um, because now this room, our bedroom, is the only habitable room in the entire apartment. The craft room is a fucking sauna. The living room is a sauna. The kitchen is unbearable. <clears throat> the bathroom is barely bearable. And it's connected to our bedroom. So I've closed the door to the living room and everything and just kept the one in the bedroom to help cool it off. But still way too hot. On top of that, we are on the top floor. So there's two, two, uh, two levels to the apartment. We're on the top. So we're just getting all of the heat. Uh, and it is horrendous. Um, living in Texas for a few years, that was not so bad because everywhere you move, no matter if it's like low income housing or house or whatever, right, you're going to have central air. It's necessary there. It is on average in the summertime, 105 so or more. So they're used to that. Here in June, the average height for temperature is generally in like the mid 80s. So warmer, but not like, oh my God, it's unbearably hot. Uh, and it's going to stay this way for probably a couple more days. Today, yesterday was 115. Today's going to be 115. Tomorrow will be a high of 95. And then it's supposed to dip back into the 80s. Uh, but it was so hot here. It's not like in Texas where like, you know, it'll stay hot during the day. But once the sun goes down, just like any deserted area... Uh, it gets really cool. You know, we're talking 50s, 60s. It gets comfortable. Last night, um, I was going to wait until the sun went down. I was going to go have a cigar. And last night, it was in, like, the high 80s. I'm like, no. Still, like, after being in, in this all day, I don't want to deal with it. And you know that the Pacific Northwest is not used to these these temperatures because my work, close the job site, which I'm really glad. I'm very thankful because the building that we're, we're putting together, they're like the AC isn't set up. There is no central heat going on. So like if it did get cold there, which it's not while we're building it, um, there's nothing there. So <clears throat> while it's all insulated and the drywall is going up and we're huffing and puffing inside the building today, it's probably going to reach temperatures of like 130 or more. And I'm very, very grateful that they closed down the site. Originally, we were just going to start an hour earlier and get out an hour earlier as well. But when you look at what the temperatures were going to be like, um, by the time I showed up at work at like 530 in the morning, because we were going to start at six, it would have already been in the mid 80s. By the time it hit, let's say nine o'clock. So we're going to be going for, you know, roughly our first break. Um, it's going to be uh, teetering towards the three figures already. So just just not feasible for the kind of work we do. 
<laughs> so I'm home today, which gave me an opportunity to record. Uh, and that's good because I wasn't going to record with all the fans and shit blowing because it just ruins the audio. I don't have the best mic as it is, and it will pick up everything. So I do apologize if you guys are experiencing that. I really do. Um, but yeah, so I'm home. I got a, a, a day off. Um, gave me more time to clean because I honestly did not clean that much this, this weekend. It was just too hot. I literally tried to spend as much time as I could in this room. And right now as I'm recording, I've done nothing but just straighten up this room. I got to put all the clothes away. Um, but it's like one thirty, and I just haven't done anything just cause I just, it's just too hot. And so let me know for, uh, people that are listening. I know I have listeners up in like the Seattle and Tacoma area. Let me know. Um, is the heat as bad up there as it is down here? Cause I just talked to one of my neighbors who was just in Tacoma, uh, this, this past week and he said it was much cooler. So I don't know if you guys got smacked with this heat wave like we did, but oh my goodness, I cannot wait for it to cool back down. Um, so, and the poor ferrets, if you don't know anything about ferrets, ferrets are um, European animals. Um, they are very, very durable to the cold. I mean, they're, they're comfortable if it's like 30 degrees outside or below. Um, but once it hits temperatures of about 80, 85, they run the risk of heat stroke. And so April and I's main task, which is another reason why I'm glad I'm home today. She had to go to work, but I'm home today is I can monitor them. I can keep giving them um, ice bottles. So we freeze like water bottles and we put them into their cage to help them like cool off, give them cold water, um, take them out, float them over the fucking AC unit just to cool them off a little bit, put them in a cool bath, which we tried last night. That seemed to help them. Just anything to kind of like basically keep them alive. I know they're not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. Um, and it's just, it's sad. You, you can tell in their little faces like, Dad, it's hot. Yes, I, I know. We're doing our best. Um, right now as I'm talking, my big boy Klaus has his like head leaning off of one of their plastic levels in their cage facing the fan so he's, you know he's hot poor guy um but yeah oh, fucking heat wave in pacific northwest i thought i left this all behind when i left texas and uh no so i was jokingly telling april that i'm looking for properties and places to live in siberia once i get my journeyman card as a carpenter and i will just go build structures there in fucking siberia because I don't want to experience this again. I, I, I hate the heat. I am so heat averted. It is ridiculous. Um, and it's probably due to my time knocking doors in Texas. I mean, I'd be out there nine to 10 hours a day. It's 115, 120 degrees, no fucking breeze, no shade, just heat. Did that for three years. Once you do that, you're like, you think it would just like for some people, like I'm weak. I get it, right? Some people, they're like, you know what? I've grown accustomed to this. It is what it is. It's hot. It's uncomfortable, but I've always survived. For me, no. Like, experienced it. 
I want to minimize my exposure to that kind of heat as much as I possibly fucking can. So, yeah. Let me know what you guys think. If you guys are in areas that are hot right now, how are you guys coping? Right? Um, I'm, I'm grateful that April and I have, have prioritized saving money for emergencies like this. It's like, okay, we have a big purchase to make. It physically hurt to purchase that. But I'll tell you this, I would not, I would not be uh, sleeping at all. I probably would have run up my water bill just uh, running a cold shower, like constantly. So, yeah, let me know what you guys are doing to adapt. Let's get into our weekly segment of the NBA playoffs. When the playoffs end, I really don't know how I'm going to fill this gap, but I am working on structuring this this show. But knowing me, it'll probably take uh, months and uh, probably like 20 episodes until I'm like, you know what? This is the structure. So I'm always pleading for you guys to bear with me, but like bear with me. I'm still learning. I'm learning now to be alone again. So NBA playoffs, you guys know I don't ever watch full games. I just catch the highlights after they're done. Even on my YouTube TV, I just record it and it says, do you want to just see the key plays? Yes, please. I don't have the time to watch these these games. But um, I did catch game four of uh, the Clippers and Phoenix. Um, that one, that was a good good showdown. But right now, I, I believe Leonard was out. Yeah. And I don't know if he's going to be out in game five. But if he is, um, even if he's there, uh, I think Phoenix has this in the bag. It's three to one. Phoenix is leading. Um, they're... They're all for blood. I mean, I, 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 I don't think the Suns have been this far in the playoffs since Steve Nash. So I'm rooting for them. And then my boys, they're not even my boys. I'm a Warriors fan. But, like, I'm really excited to, to see Milwaukee in the conference finals. Like, I'm really, really fucking excited to see Milwaukee in the conference finals. Um, they're killing it. Middleton, Holiday, Giannis. These guys are they're they're putting on um, some extremely extremely good shows of talent. Wow, that's how you know my brain is melted. I like <laughs> it took me a while to put together that sentence. That's really bad. Um, but they lead right now. I just watched the game from yesterday, I think, or two days ago, the twenty seventh. Yeah, yesterday. Um, and that was a close game. I mean, they, they, the, the Hawks led the entire game, almost the entire game until about, uh, I'd say seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And Milwaukee just turned up the heat, um, and bagged it. And I wasn't expecting the game to be that close, especially since the last game was a just slaughtered game against Atlanta. Like Atlanta had no chance. Um, I'm pretty sure Milwaukee won by like 20 plus points. Pretty sure. Let's see. Yeah. So game two, uh, the final score was 91 to 125. So damn near almost 30 points. And then yesterday they won by three. Or I'm sorry. Uh, no, actually. Last night they won by actually quite a bit. Sorry. That was game one. And it was Atlanta who won by three. So that was a close game. But game three, 113 to 102. 
I, I, I'm telling you guys, I, I called it. I called it and it was more of like wishful thinking, but I called it. I was like, the Bucks are going far this year. Um, the Suns, I had no idea. I really didn't pay attention to CP3 and Devin Booker um, that much until the playoffs. You're probably in the same boat. Um, again, this is not a basketball show, so you probably don't even know who the fuck I'm talking about. Um, but it's something that's interesting that's going on. Um, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, another thing I wanted to share, and I'm actually just going to pause very, very briefly. So just one moment. I'll be right back. It, it will look like I never left for you guys, but I am going to pause the show. And I'm back. So the reason why I wanted to pause, which is more of a pause for me, not necessarily for you guys, is, uh, and I could have just edited that out, but I'm not going to, is uh, I wanted to show you guys some of the new comics that I'm reading. So you guys know, um, let me actually get closer to the mic, sorry. You guys know that I'm like really big into comic books right now. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. As long as I'm finding good stories to read, probably a while. If you knew me in the past, I was a heavy, heavy, heavy book reader. Um, I was starting in high school reading anywhere between three and four novels a week. Um, novels that would range from 300 to 500 pages each. Um, and then in high school teetered back. I was probably reading a book a week. Um, so I, I, I love reading and I kind of like put that to the side and I was listening to audiobooks for a while and I was pumping those out. And um, now like getting more into my work as an apprentice in the, uh, in the union up here, uh, it's hard for me to have like the energy or the motivation to actually sit down and like read a fucking book. I have desires to read a book and there is for sure a book that I'm going to be reading that's coming out. Uh, I get a signed copy in August. It's, uh, my buddy's, uh, my buddy Doug Cartwright's book, uh, his first book, which no doubt in my mind, it will be a New York Times bestseller. Um, the guy is brilliant. Um, and, uh, I plan on having him on the podcast to talk about his book once I get it and I read it. But because of my energy, it is so much easier to read these floppies or the trade paperbacks that I, I I've been enjoying lately. I'm still reading Invincible, just picked up volume three uh, on Friday and volume three of Chew. I finished Chew and I am probably 10 pages away from finishing volume three of Invincible, which is like 150 pages of comic. Um, but they're so easy to read. So I just, I just bash through them. So um, if you're keeping up, most of the comics that I read are from a company called Image. They're actually based here in Portland. I told you guys about that last week. Just found out that they moved their headquarters to Portland. So that's really exciting. Um, and their COO, uh, Robert Kirkman, is uh, responsible for uh, The Walking Dead, Invincible, um, a number of, of big titles. Uh, but... I wanted to share with you guys a few of the floppies that I just picked up. But at first, I want to start with the comic book that got me into comics, like big time recently. So um, the last time my in-laws were up here, I'm trying to remember when that was, because um, I don't think it was over Christmas. And I think it was just a few months ago. Um, 
but they were up here and there was a comic book store that I now go to every week called I Like Comics in Vancouver, Washington. Shout out to Chris and Colin. You guys are awesome. Um, and they have these like little like 60 cent, 70 cent bins. Some of them are 50 cents of just like old comics that are, you know, good stories, but they're not collectibles, right? Or like they're not in a condition to be a collectible to be worth, you know, a little bit more money. And uh, this is from the DC Brave and the Bold series. Um, and uh, oddly enough, I just found out that most of them do feature Batman and another Justice League member. And uh, a lot of times, not even another Justice League member, just another superhero in the DC universe. Um, but this one was Batman and Green Lantern. And what's really cool about this comic book is that it was published in like the 70s or some shit. Um, I don't know if I can. It just says October uh, issue number 155. Um, but it uh, uh, it was published a while back, a long time ago. And it's the original printing of it. So it has all the original advertisements in there. And it has all of the, um, like, just original lingo back in the day. Hold on, guys. I will, I, I keep interrupting the show, but I'll be right back. Hold on. Whew. You can see I'm sweating. Oh, my stomach has been fucked up, like, the past two days. And it's because I'm not taking my fiber supplements, and I normally do. That is TMI. Anyways, shout out to Papa Fox. He uh, is the one that got me into comics. And uh, I read this comic and it was just so like cheesy and intriguing. And he and my wife and my mother-in-law were just talking up this comic book store. Like, oh my goodness, Lakota would love this place. It's stacked to the brim with stories. And they were not wrong. So this is why this podcast now features something about comics. Um, plain and simple. I'm hooked on them. Um, I don't necessarily want to turn icons even into a comic book like podcast. Um, because I don't really have a format as you can clearly fucking tell. Um, but, uh, it will probably be featured quite a bit because every week I go and every week I publish this podcast. So every week I have something new to talk about, which brings me to, uh, <clears throat> time Before Time, which I have to retape this. Time Before Time is an Image Comics just came out. It is a brand new story arc. Um, and it's created by, um, you know, not not very well-known creators. Shelby, McConville, Palmer, um, O'Halloran, Oltzmane, and uh, L. Howell. I'm sorry, I probably butchered the fuck out of your name. Um, and uh, this team, you know, the writers, the illustrators, the car, uh, colorists, uh, they came up with a really cool story arc. So, so far, what I know about, about this is that um, we're in like year 4,170, something like that. So 4,170 um, or 4,140. It's one of those. Um, but you're in the 4,000s. Um, so deep into the future. And there's a company called the syndicate that will take people's monies kind of like coyotes do in like the Mexican border. Right. And they will ship them through a time machine 
to simpler times or better times. So we've seen the 60s, the 90s, the early 2000s, people just escaping, you know, whether it's, you know, crime, whether they they broke the law and they're going to be punished in that that in that time. So they go back in time to escape it or they're just wanting a better life uh, because supposedly this is like that we haven't seen much detail um, yet in what this timeline looks like, right? Is it post-apocalyptic? Um, it seems pretty like run-of-the-mill normal, you know, like there's characters like having beers, um, there's restaurants there, stuff like that. So I don't really know much about like the setting, um, except for the fact that people are trying to leave it and they are willing to spend their entire life savings to do it. And so there's this character, which I only read this three days ago, but I haven't had much exposure. So I guess I will open it back up. Oh, and uh, there's this character, main character, who, uh, let's see. What the fuck is his name? This is so bad. Let's see. Tatsuo. Tatsuo is the main character. Um, and he's like, he jumps people back. He's like their guide. He guides them back to the past, gets them set up with like, you know, whatever identification they need or anything. And he seems to be like the main guy that does it for the syndicate. Um, he does a lot of the long travels. And what's interesting is like the sci-fi that they brought into it. Like they try and think of like, okay, how would time travel affect people and supposedly it really fucks you up right like if you're just constantly doing it all the time it really fucks you up we don't know if that's actually the case but i like that imagination of like bringing you know some realism to it like okay what what would it be like because a lot of shows that deal with time travel and even like hg wells the original time travel writer um doesn't really bring that into play like how how it can actually like physically fuck you up Uh, so that that's really cool and then the story like ends on a huge cliffhanger so i'm really excited this this comic book is the first comic book uh, for me to open up uh or allowed me to open up a subscription box that i like comics so they don't sponsor this show. Nobody does. That's all right. I do it just for fun. Um, but just doing a quick like ad read. A lot of comic books do this for you. Um, if you're in the greater Vancouver area or Portland area, come over. Check out I Like Comics. They're right there off of Broadway in downtown Vancouver. Uh, Chris is the owner and the founder of this, this store. He's amazing. Colin is from Petersburg, Alaska. I hope to have him on the show soon. Um, he's great. He's the one that's kind of gotten me into this image universe where it's like, yeah, like they have really great story arcs. Check them out. But what they offer as far as a subscription box is it's free to sign up. The only stipulation is you have to have at least one ongoing series um, in your box. So what they'll do is they will, when they get their shipment in, they box it, which means they put this cardboard backing on there to keep its form. And they bag it for you and put it into your cubby. So 
all you have to do is just show up, pick it up, and you're good to go. Um, you also get 20% off of everything in the store. So they already do 20% off of trade paperbacks and volumes, but off the floppies, you'll get 20% off as well. So again, they're not paying me to say this. They're just a really cool company. Um, and this is how a lot of comic book stores stay in business. They offer this and it brings in reoccurring uh, customers. Um, but uh, I really like the way I like comics is set up. Um, so if you're in the area, you're new to comics or you're a veteran of comics, check them out. Um, they, they really are like a really cool store. Uh, so talking about DC earlier back, um, I'm not... I'm not that much into superhero shit. Um, like I like superhero movies. I like story arcs behind superheroes, but um, as far as comics, Invincible, I thought would probably be the only superhero comic I really delved hard into. And, um, and I sure as shit didn't think I was going to get into DC. If I was going to get into DC, it was probably going to be like a Batman arc or like Nightwing or Robin. Um, more like, darker stories but um thanks to colin i got into adam strange um and this is a new series limited series um there's going to be 12 issues coming out written by tom king tom king's a pretty big deal um in comic books he's an ex-cia operative he's written a lot of batman um comics um and uh he brought back the adam strange arc which is like an old superhero from like the fifties. Uh, and uh, it is really good. Like this, this comic floats between like what's going on presently and what happened in the past. And so it, it kind of like teeters on. So you have to like really be paying attention to the setting, what's being said and all that, because it jumps around from, you know, sometimes bracket to bracket or page to page. Um, you never really know and unless you're like actually paying attention. Um, so I picked up issue number one and two. I really like the artwork in this. Um, I think uh, Shainer and Gerard, Gerard's, I don't really know how to say his name. I think they're the artists um, in the series. And it's just really cool, like very hyper-realistic um, illustrations. Um, cool storyline, a different storyline that I'm used to. Um, but uh, I'm hooked on it. So yeah, DC's starting to get my money. One thing that I have noticed that's different between Image and other comics, I haven't read any Marvel yet. So um, this will just pertain to the DC experience that I've had. Um, Image, when you're reading the comics, there are no ads. Now, that also might be because I am reading um, a lot of trade paperbacks, which are all the floppies condensed into one book, right? Um, except for this Time Before Time that I read. But even in Time Before Time, it's a floppy. There's no ads in it. In DC, about every few pages, there's an ad that is DC-oriented. You know, and it's usually oriented, it seems like, to the other, like the writers that are writing this one. 
They're like, oh, if you like Tom King, check out Tom King's Batman series or the Batman Catwoman series or check out this figurine that was inspired by Tom King's Batman, you know, on and on and on and on. Um, so it's like, this is like Hulu basic, right? DC, you're going to get great stories. You're going to have, you know, good shit to be entertained by, but you're going to have ads. And then image is like Netflix. You're going to have plenty to watch, plenty to be entertained by no ads. So I'm starting to like realize the, the different business structures of some of these companies. And it's kind of cool. And I plan on delving a little bit deeper. Um, now that I'm hooked on this, I might, you know, give you guys kind of a background on image, do a background on DC, Marvel, Boom, um, Dark Horse, all the like different comic book companies that um, many of you probably don't know have published some of your like greatest stories, right? I believe Vertigo did, um, uh, oh, what the fuck is that movie? Oh my God. I can't remember. I'll tell you guys in the next episode because I know what I'm thinking of. I just cannot remember the name. But Vertical's done that. Image has done Spawn um, and Jupiter's Legacy and now Invincible, The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, a new AMC series that's probably going to be coming out soon called Farmhand. Um, that's Image. So it's just, it's kind of cool to like see what's going on in the background because it's not necessarily advertised. Like, you know, when you're watching a Marvel movie, you know, when you're watching a DC movie, right. You know, when you're watching a George Lucas movie, cause it's going to be star Wars related. Right. Uh, but image because it's creator owned a lot of times those series that are going to come out on TV and stuff like that. It's not under the image umbrella because image doesn't own it. It is creator owned. Right. So if uh, like invincible came out, as a series that was skybound why because skybound is owned by robert kirkman right um so that's kind of his company that is doing the publishing image is just it's just under that umbrella so it's some cool shit it's a lot of deep diving and i've gone down the rabbit hole and now i'm fucking hooked um and now you guys get to be blessed with my uh my obsession so let's get into, um, hold on. I got to find it for you guys. Jesus. I should have had this set up, but I did not. Here we go. Alrighty. Your guys' favorite segment. Let's get into it. All right, guys. Fact number one. A stork shot by a hunter in Germany in 1822 was found with a Central African spear piercing its throat, providing scientists with the first evidence for long-distance bird migration. That's crazy. You know, I, you in school, especially in grade school, you learn about migration, and it's like taken for granted. Yeah, birds migrate. Duh. We've known that. But... 1822, that's not that long ago, relatively speaking, um, that, that we didn't know that birds were like migrating. Where did we think they fucking went? <laughs> like, 
you know, parts of the year we see geese. The other parts of the year we just don't see geese. Maybe they're hibernating or hiding. So that's cool. I didn't know that that was because of uh, a stork. And that's why I like doing these fun facts for you guys. Fact number dos. Japan is home to about a dozen cat islands. Places where cats significantly outnumber people. That would absolutely disgust me. Here's a couple of reasons why. First of all, or maybe a few reasons. First of all, that's disgusting. Can you imagine the smells that are emanating from those places? Number two, um, cats are, can be very aggressive, especially strays. And number three, dead cats everywhere. Dead cats everywhere. It's one thing that I fucking hated about Laradians and their fucking pets. Okay? I don't hate Laredo and I don't hate Laradians. But this aspect of, like, the culture down there when it comes to pets, um, it's very loose. Unfortunately, too, because you're being right there on the border, a lot of those animals are just, like, by happenstance, they end up over here. Right? They swim across the river. They get over here. They're stray animals, right? They're feral dogs, feral cats. But you would see those fuckers everywhere. And um, delivering pizzas for that short time, I would see on average four new dead animals a day on the road that were hit by cars or heat exhaustion or whatever. Um, and we're talking about dogs and cats. Not like, oh, there's a fucking uh, um, raccoon. Or a rat. No, I'm talking about a cute dog, a cute cat. And it just, it broke my heart every time. So I can only imagine what these fucking islands of cats look like. Because if there's a shitload of cats, that means there are there's a lot of competition for food. And if there's not that many people feeding them, they're killing each other. They're dying by getting hit by cars all the time. That is sad. I didn't know that, though. Honestly... When I think of Japan, I don't even think of cats. I think of like Shiba Inus, um, which is how I am going to close this out. I'm having some decent segues today, and I'm coming up with them off the top of the dome. Um, my parents put down our puppy. She's not a puppy anymore. Maya. Um, she's a Shiba Inu. Was a purebred straight from Japan. Her parents were straight from Japan. Um and we got her when she was just a little runt and uh, had her for 15 years. Now, my parents have been together for 16. So they've had Maya almost their entire relationship. And recently, not recently, kind of in the past couple of years, her health is kind of not her health, but like just her physiology has declined. Um, she's lost her hearing, lost her sight, um, losing like... Um, power and the ability to be mobile with her legs. Um, and so my parents uh, a few days ago decided to put her down. And I think that was the right decision. It sucks because I was hoping to see her at least one more time. But, you know, everyone needs to die with dignity, whether they're a pet or a human. You know, it, it's hard to just keep like, well, just keep letting her live on. That's that's selfish. So I, I'm proud of my parents for making that tough decision. Um, I know it was hard, but um, all of us know that it was the right decision. So, you know, Maya's over there. Uh, she went across the Rainbow Bridge and 
I'm sure she's chasing a shitload of rabbits now because she hasn't been able to do that in a few years. So that's all I got for you guys this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed my like random 40 minute rants and my two um, just like random pause starts. Um, I'm not going to edit those out. So you guys will hear them and uh, I'll try and minimize those. <laughs> Remember every, every weekend there's going to be a new episode. This was an exception. I've gotten pretty good at keeping up with that. Um, and let me know if you guys, if there's anything you want me to talk about. Um, I would love to like test my journalistic skills and like do deep dives in something. So the first thing will be image comics. I'll tell you a little bit more about who they are, why I'm so obsessed with them, all that. But you guys are the listeners. Tell me what you want to hear. I am here to entertain you. This is fun for me, but at the end of the day, it's it's who's listening that matters. So um, if you guys like what I'm doing, let me know. Um, if you just absolutely fucking hate what I'm doing, let me know. I want to hear it all. Um, any way that I can improve the show, any way I can improve myself. Um, and any way I can improve the content in any which way you guys let me know. Also, let me know who you guys are going to, who you guys think is going to win the NBA playoffs. Um, my money is right now, probably on the suns, but I would like to see the bucks win. I will talk to you guys next week. Make sure you guys subscribe, um, comment, like everything. Uh, the Patreon is set up. I haven't put out any drunken rants um, because I just haven't gotten around to that. But you guys can definitely click on there. You can see the free videos that I put on there already. Um, you don't have to pay for that. Also, if you want to support this podcast, help me out financially. Uh, you can hit the support button or on Patreon. You can do either one, once through Anchor, once through Patreon. And go ahead and support the, the podcast. Um, you know, send me monies. Donate whatever you want, right? Give your thanks. Um, or you can purchase merch from me. So there's three ways that you can support this uh, little old podcast. Um, check out the merch site. It's going to be all on the description box. So, yeah. All right, guys. Until next week. Love y'all. Thank you for listening. <laughs>